From Marie Claire, Beauty Crew and InStyle, you're listening to Get Lippy, the podcast that lifts the lid on all things beauty. I'm Carly Allman, editor of beautycrew.com.au. I'm Sally Hunwick, beauty director on Marie Claire. And I'm Bettina Tyrrell, beauty editor on InStyle Australia. So what have we got coming up today? Well, we chat to journalist and ex-bachelorette star Georgia Love. I've got really, really curly hair naturally, so it takes me forever and it's the bane of my existence. So having someone doing it for me was just the best thing ever. (laughs) Sal's going to be taking us through some stretch marks. Sure am. But Bettina, first... You were very excited to talk about a treatment you received recently. Yeah, I um I recently had a hydrafacial, oh. which was inspired by Sal's segment a couple of weeks ago. She was chatting about you had a hydrafacial, facial, but a, like a lip, a lip perk, a lip perk, yes. a lip facial, which gave you fuller, plumper lips. Yep. I was like, oh, that sounds good, but I want it all over my face. So I <laughs> so did I. But <laughs> <laughs> so I went and got it done. There are so many facials out there and it can get like really confusing when you're trying to pick one. Like, you know, you've got one shot to have a great facial. <laughs> one shot, that's it. <laughs> you might have a few more, but you know what? It's like they're expensive. They're not cheap. They so are, yeah. you, Picking the right one You want to pick the right one and the right one for you and sometimes it's just like a bit of a minefield if you're not really sure what you're after. So I really like the hydrafacial because – it's that step up from luxurious massage, just layering of product type facials, mm. but it's not as intense as your laser facials. Yeah. Right. Okay. So it's somewhere between like functional and relaxing. You could almost replace it for your regular, like if you had a regular facial every month, you could replace it, couldn't you? Definitely. I mean, I wouldn't say it's hugely relaxing, but it's really great because it tackles so many different skincare concerns and it's a great way to kind of just like kickstart your skin, give it like a real kind of cleanse, declutter, then reboost and plump with beautiful ingredients. The rebirth of your complexion. It is the rebirth. (laughs) It exactly is that. It exactly is that. So what happens is it's Essentially, maybe it's quite similar to a microdermabrasion Mm -hmm. if anyone out there has had one of those. But I feel like it's kind of that step up because a microdermabrasion exfoliates your skin. Right. There is a step include an exfoliation step included in the hydrofacial, but it kind of takes it to the next level. So what you do is it's a essentially a machine that has like a pen end, like an a, a suctiony end. Oh, I like the sound mm. of a Look, suctiony end. That I have sounds... a press release in front of me that tells you exactly kind of how it works, but it does not make sense to me because it's amazing technology <laughs> and science. So I'm going to talk in my terms, which okay, is excellent. a suctiony end. <laughs> yep. That does two things at the same time. So it's sucking your skin and at the same time putting stuff into it. Through water, like with water. Using sort of watery. water. Ah, that's where the hydra, hydra. Yeah, bit yeah. comes in. Yeah, so right. there, are four, there are four steps. The first one is a cleansing step. So they use the machine for each one. So the machine goes over your face like... And it's... You're turning into me now. Yeah, <laughs> giving some sound effects. effects. And so it's cleansing. And so it uses a like a serum in the water to cleanse your skin. So you've cleans- you're cleansing your skin all over. Nice. And then the next step is like they add in a peel. So then like the peel is then kind of like exfoliating. So then you've got the exfoliator and they run over your full, full face again with an exfoliator. So they like, put the peel on and then they exfoliate or the thing, the device puts the peel in? The device puts like a mixture of glycolic and salicylic acids in. Right. So that's kind of going into your skin. And then 
there's an extraction part. <gasps> My favorite. So then, so the salicylic acid is then like flushed, it's flushing. So you can imagine it's flushing into your pores, which is going to loosen up all that stuff. And then there's then draws it the back extraction. Out again. So then the extraction uses the function to draw it out again. And then the last step, you're infusing your skin with like antioxidants. Like just imagine all of your best serums all in a machine together, just going into your skin, hyaluronic acid, plumping, amazing. amazing. So by the end of the treatment, you can expect to have really clean pores, all your kind of dry dehydration lines plumped out. I was so happy with my result. And what made it even better is my facialist, she showed me the stuff that had come out from my no skin. No way, really. Oh my God, so the basically of gunk. there's a canister and like a lot of it's full of water, but on top like on top of the water there was a like a film of oil. Oh my god, that's and she'd, revolting. Oh. She'd already taken my makeup off. So that's literally skin oil. <laughs> and it was brown and the water was brown. <laughs> that's so satisfying. That's it was so horrible. Yuck. Do you really I didn't ta- I'm so annoyed at myself I didn't take a picture. It was just really impressive and my skin felt as smooth as a baby's bum. Like Everyone says it's like your best skin ever afterwards. Is there any skin. downtime? No. So I left, I had a very red face, which is quite typical for me because yeah. my sensitive skin and I got in an Uber and I was trying to avoid eye contact. And I was like, oh, God, I'm so <laughs> Uber drives is so at all, I'm sure. <laughs> and then by the time I got home, I said to my boyfriend, oh, Patrick, my face is so red. But it'll go down. I was saying, it was go- it'll go down. He's like, no, it's not at all. And then I looked in the mirror and it had completely already gone down. Oh, so, so like half an hour after. Yeah. But I think most people, 10 minutes max. Yeah. Was there any discomfort during? Because it sounds like there's a lot of like pushing and sucking. And is, no. was it uncomfortable so, at all? No. It kind of just felt like you, you f- your skin kind of feels wet because you're feeling the infusion of the, f- of mm. the fluids. Mm. And it kind of just feels like maybe like a little vacuum cleaner, maybe a little yeah. bit rough. Mm. But it, it was not as like I find microdermabrasion quite um, scratchy and a bit sore. Mm. It wasn't as sore as like that. It was very quite comfortable. And at the end of the treatment we did then – so it goes for 30 minutes. It's really quick. Oh, I you do. So it's literally a lunchtime facial. I do lunchtime like facial. facial. I went and had it done at Dr. Sarah's and Co. in Annadale here in Sydney. And at the end of the, we did the, you know, 30 minutes of the hydrofacial. And then we did about 20 minutes of an LED light, which I love as well. So that was like a really nice way to finish it. I mean, depending where you go, they'll, they might add that on or not. Mm. It'll change from place to place. But I now understand why all the celebrities are loving the hydrofacial. It's kind of like the definitely what they're doing pre, you know, red carpet Mm. season, the Golden Globes. I would definitely have it done again before a wedding, like the weekend, like the – you know, Thursday oh, or Friday before I've got the my brother's wedding coming up. Oh, so maybe go. I, go I think you need to book in. And what's sort of the I price point? It. How how much is it? So again, like most facials, it's not cheap. We're looking at treatments starting around one hundred and seventy five dollars, but, but that's that okay. is it is dependent on the salon. But we have to remember that this is actually like a medical grade procedure. And you're going so to get your best skin ever. So yes, you are going to get some pretty good skin. Perhaps worth one hundred seventy five. I'd drop one hundred and seventy for my best skin ever. Yeah. If you're interested to try the Hydrofacial, head to their website, hydrofacial.com.au, and you'll be able to find where in your area you can get it done. I'm Georgia Love, and you're listening to Get Lippy. We all met Georgia Love when she found, pun not intended, the love of her life with fiancé Lee Elliott on the 2016 season of The Bachelorette. Because I've fallen so madly in love with you. (sighs) I love you so much. God, I love you so much. 
since then, she continued her career as a reporter and journalist while picking up a few excellent side beauty gigs working with the likes of Palmer's and Saint Tropez. As is the nature of her job, she's not always in the same place for very long, so we're lucky enough to be joined by Georgia between assignments. Georgia Love, welcome to Get Lippy. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Now, you have been on the road quite a bit. You've been covering the bushfires over the summer. Yeah, that's right. That's the nature of general news reporting, which is what I do, is that you might go in one morning thinking you're doing a court story and you end up out at Lakes Entrance covering bushfires for a week, (laughs) which is exactly what happened to me a couple of weeks ago. Look, I know that talking about beauty while you're on the road covering things like the bushfire crisis or other, you know, big news events that come up may seem a bit frivolous, but the reality is, is that you have to step in front of the camera, right? So usually there's limited facilities and it could be an emotional situation. So I'd love it if you could talk us through how you get to a point where you feel comfortable to get in front of the camera. Yeah, gosh, it's such a hard question, I think, because as you say, it does seem frivolous when when you're talking about, you know, the news that we are covering half the time and especially that we've been covering this summer. But, yes, you're still on camera. There's still a a visual element of that. Now, it's a very different story if I'm in the newsroom and I've gone out to cover the launch of the Portsy Polo, for instance. (laughs) That was a story that we did a couple of weeks ago. You know, that's appropriate to have your hair done really nicely and, you know, full face of makeup and even wearing something that kind of looks visually appealing camera but then flip that the other way in the same job and the same person the next day out covering the bushfires Mm. you're still on camera so you want to uh, make sure that nothing's distracting I think that's probably Mm -hmm. the biggest takeaway for how to look appropriate kind of beauty wise when you're covering the news if you're really shiny because you're out 45 degrees and there's a bushfire around you and you're really shiny and sweaty that's what people will notice and that's the last thing that we want people to be taking away from that story. So, mm. you know, an appropriate level of powder or makeup to make sure that you're not taking away from the story but also an appropriate level as well. For the bushfire coverage, I always had my hair back in a ponytail and you know, was wearing a linen shirt because it looks smart but it's sensible and, and it's mm. practical for working in the field like that. I'm not going to be wearing high heels and a Scanlon Theodore jacket <laughs> yeah. out there but I won't wear a Target Country linen shirt when I'm doing the Portsy Polo either. So right. it's, it's about finding a balance that you still want to look professional and come across kind of credible and believable in that professional light, but not making it about how you look because that's not what the story is. And do you get a lot of notice when you have to go on the road? Like, you, you know, you talk about the things that you packed, like a white linen shirt and I guess you have to have like a kit of beauty products all ready to go. How much time do you have before you're, you're on the flight out there? Not much. So the day that I first went out to cover the fires, I was told the night before, you'll need to come in early because we're going to send you down to Gippsland. Um, there's been kind of fires going in bushland for a few weeks and it's going to be really hot tomorrow. So if it's ever going to kick off, it'll kick off tomorrow. Mm. They said, now, we don't plan to send you overnight, but it's always safe to pack a spare pair of undies and the PJs. <laughs> yeah. So I did that and then I ended up coming home eight days later. Oh, my wow. God. So, <laughs> so wow. one pair of undies and one linen shirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So hence why I know about all about Target Country and what they have in stock at the moment because that was <laughs> so my saviour. Uh, but that happens a lot of the time. That's the nature of our job as yeah. well is you, you've got to be where the news is and more often than not, 
you don't know where it's going to be or you know where, where it starts and you just follow that and then you stay there until the story is done or until you need relief and someone else comes out and does that. So we always kind of have, as you say, a makeup kit um, on standby because you never know what time you might be needed on camera or what conditions you're in and what on earth has happened to your hair in that time and all of that kind of thing. But basically it's just all about, yeah, where you are on the day and trying to be appropriate and be necessary in that and not, you know, not be lugging around a suitcase full of inappropriate clothing when you're, you're covering much more important stuff mm. than, than wardrobes. Yeah. And, Georgie, you said that you put up your hair in a ponytail. Do you do your own hair and makeup when you're on the road? Yeah, definitely. Everyone does. It's just totally impractical to have professional <laughs> hair and makeup every day. And as I said, some days you go into the newsroom in the morning and you've got no idea what you're going to be covering that day and it will be, um, you know, a story about the latest medical advances that have been made in, you know, detecting a certain type of cancer. And then other days you'll be sent literally four hours away and you'll be out there for eight days. So it's just mm. totally impractical. There's no routine. There's no set routine. Um, so you've just got to, if you're an on-camera reporter, one of the skills you have to have of many is your hair and makeup. Yeah. <laughs> and on the road without hair straighteners and without proper lights and stuff usually too. Gosh. Oh, wow. So on the complete other end of the spectrum, you've been in really high glamour situations like when you are yeah. filming the bachelorette so we're so curious to know how all those quite elaborate looks that you wore came about is that something that would you collaborate with the hair and makeup artists about what kind of beauty look you wanted for each each episode or each cocktail party yeah, it was kind of a team effort between myself, the makeup artist, and the stylist. The best part, I mean, obviously, apart from finding the love of my life, that aside, <laughs> the, best, <laughs> the best part about The Bachelorette was that I had a hair and makeup artist every single day. Wherever I went, she was following me around and it was just like my dream come true. <laughs> it was so oh, my good. God, that is I the dream. I hate doing my hair. I've got really, really curly hair naturally so it takes me forever and it's the bane of my existence so having someone doing it for me was just the best thing ever <laughs> but yeah back to the actual question <laughs> she would always kind of have an idea of you know looks that would be coming up that were stylish or you know that she wanted to try out but then the stylist who was you know dressing me for things like the cocktail parties would have a really set idea of what for instance, hairstyle, she wanted to go with a certain dress. And then, I mean, I'm not a picky person, so I'd pretty much let them do whatever they want. They're the professionals. But sometimes they'd say, you know, oh, why don't we try a middle part today or whatever. But I pretty much just sat back and, and let them play because it was such a great novelty. Yeah. <laughs> Were there any makeup tips that you took home from that experience? Yeah, actually, my number one makeup tip from that was <laughs> I've always used a really, really good expensive mascara and the makeup artist for the three months of the show the only mascara I ever used was a Maybelline one that's like $14 and that was my biggest takeaway from that was oh you don't need to spend $65 on a mascara amazing <laughs> do you still what? use the Maybelline one yeah absolutely oh which one is it I, like the classic is it pink, pink and green with the green yeah. lid oh classic it's yeah. the OG yeah. for sure the OG <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> And Georgia, you're currently working with tanning brand Saint-Tropez, which we all know and love. Um, yes. Can you maybe tell us your favourite product from the range? Yeah, so I, I've always loved Saint-Tropez and um, their gradual tanning lotion has always been a fave, but they've got a new product out at the moment that I think for the first time ever has actually overtaken that for me. And oh, it's a, wow. Um, it's, 
They've got a new range called Purity and it's an actual game changer because it goes on completely clear. So it does. you can put it on and put your clothes on straight away or get into bed straight away and it doesn't stain any clothes and sheets because it doesn't actually have colour. Ugh, I need that. That's so oh, good. My watch. a game changer. Now, to hear the rest of our interview with Georgia Love, make sure you subscribe to Get Lippy as we'll be dropping a special bonus episode this Friday. She has got some excellent tips to share and you'll want to know the products she's using. Up next, Sal is talking stretch marks. So since announcing that I am pregnant, I've been getting a lot of questions about beauty during pregnancy. And one of the questions that often comes up is stretch marks and how we can try and prevent them or lessen their effect. We all know what stretch marks look like. We know that they start off red, they can be itchy, and then they dull down to a sort of a silvery thin line on and the typical areas are our stomach, our breasts, the back of our our backs, um, arms basically anywhere that is prone to extra fleshiness. Especially during pregnancy it happens and the stats say between 50 and 90% of women can get stretch marks during pregnancy and it happens to us women more than it happens to men but men can get stretch marks just the same as we do. Can I ask, I've heard and I'm not sure if this is true that they typically happen because of the rate at which the growth can occur. So it's like... If I was to put on weight slowly, you probably wouldn't. I get probably them. wouldn't notice him. But if I like just went nuts on burgers and fries and like yeah. in two weeks just co- like blew out, then I'd notice them because it was, just went. Vroom. So that's why it often happens during puberty or during pregnancy when there's a, a very quick, Fast rapid and change, rapid change right. in your weight or yeah, the right. size of your certain areas of your body. Equally, it can happen if you have a rapid weight loss. You can mm. also get stretch marks if you have rapid weight loss. It's all to do in – it all happens in the dermis, which is the middle layer of the skin, and it's when this, the connective tissues are stretched beyond – what they really want to do in a short amount of time. So then right. you can get basically tears underneath the skin. Sounds and it's painful. I know. But is it? Well, I think it, it. sometimes it can feel like itching. That's why pregnant women can get itching belly. Right. And it can come up red at the beginning. But then, the, as, as we know, they, they fade down to, to silvery sort of marks. But they are hard to fade and they're hard to get rid of, even though most of us have them. So then knowing that, you know, that it's the rapid growth and or loss, mm-hmm. in the early days of your pregnancy before you start, like, growing the baby. <laughs> before there, your belly becomes massive. <laughs> yeah. Is there anything that you can do to kind of, like, prep your skin so that it doesn't feel as an intense, like, expansion of the skin and the tears come? Do you know what I mean? Well, I definitely think that there are some things that you can do before you're pregnant and as soon as you found out that you're pregnant. I know that I bang on about moisturising your body all day long and I continue to talk about, you know, moisturisation. But it is so important to keep moisturising your skin, the skin on your body will help with that elasticity. It will help with cell turnover and collagen turnover. So then you've prepped, it's basically skin prep. So you've prepped your skin to be as hydrated as possible so it can actually take the stretch. Mm, Okay. So I recommend oils Mm. on your body. Some really good ones are jojoba oil 
and you can do um, the jojoba company has some really really great oils and it is jam-packed with fatty acids which really help with the nourishing of the skin and give the skin more elasticity and it's also got vitamins like a d and e Another one that I've talked about a lot before is squalane. <laughs> I love biosands. Do you? Which, yeah, I do. I, I, I don't know if I've spoken to you about it before. No. So I have uh, the 100% squalane oil is about $50 and it comes in a pump pack. You can slather that stuff on. The other one I really like is biology and that they have a, a body serum and it is jam-packed with um, antioxidants which come from finger lime. So it's an Australian brand and really helps with just boosting the, the health and the elasticity of our skin. So I usually slather these on either by themselves or under a body cream. But because it's been so hot in Sydney, it's been yeah. so humid, I've been suffering. That is another th- uh, key point of pregnancy. You really get very, very hot. <laughs> so I... I found it a bit more difficult to put on so much oil. So what I've been doing is mixing it with like a sort of like a gel cream, like a body, you know, that you can oh, get like a more of a li- yeah. yeah, like more of a lightweight moisturiser. And one I really oh. like is from the body shop and they have this whole range of yoghurt sort of gel creams. They're so good. Have right. you tried them? I think Bio Oil um, has now got like their gel formula yeah. as well. So, so it, anything that's like gel, jelly? it's a bit cooling, but it's right. still super hydrating. And I can mix them in with the oils, so I sort of give, get the boost without feeling too. You know, like it's just, just so hot at the yeah, moment. Yeah, because when oil kind of starts to mix with sweat, it's not very yeah. comfortable. And if you put more hydration on on top. So anyway, I think during the hot months, like a gel cream would be really good. And then just put the oil on where you need it. So I can put all of those names up on the show notes. So now, fine, you're doing what you can to prevent the stretch marks. Yeah, because you can't do a lot while you're pregnant as well. No, exactly. You have to be quite careful of um, ingredients you use, treatments and all the rest, right? Exactly. So post-pregnancy, you've got the stretch marks. Is anything – or even just anyone who wants to deal with stretch marks, what are the options for reducing the appearance? So post-pregnancy and after you finish with your breastfeeding, I – Stretch marks take can take years to fade. So mm. there but there are some more some things that you can do. Obviously keep going with all the moisturization because everything's getting sucked back to sort of normal. So you don't want as mm. I said before, you can lose lose weight can cause stretch mm. marks just the same. So keep up the moisturization. But then there are some high tech ways of fading your stretch marks. Laser is a really great one and it's been said to fade stretch marks by up to 60%, which is quite a lot. And that's because laser therapy uses concentrated beams of light to stimulate collagen production and therefore improve the the appearance of your skin. So it basically just boosts the collagen, boosts the elasticity. And that's what helps reduce the appearance. And there are two types of laser. One's the ablative laser, and which that's really good for the white or skin-coloured stretch marks. And then there's non-ablative which heats the skin from below the surface. It doesn't take any layers of skin off and that is really good for the red stretch marks, so sort of the early ones. Obviously with laser, prices can vary greatly, but I would say it's not cheap. I would say you should bank around $200 per area per session and you would need possibly a few, maybe four to six sessions. So it's a commitment, Mm. but it does help. The other thing that really helps is skin needling. Skin needling has been shown to be very, very good on stretch marks because it's able to go a lot deeper than Mm. your topical creams can. So it 
2, like laser, penetrates the underlying layers of the skin and creates sort of a, a wound, a, a micro wounding, and that generates the, the healing response in your skin so that you are creating more collagen, more elastin, and you're basically remodeling your skin. So pretty cool. I would go after, I would recommend Dermapen, which is super high-tech microneedling device. Again, you'll need four to six sessions about six weeks apart and it would be a couple of hundred at least per area. So a commitment, but it's going to help those stretch marks. So guys, we will put all the links and the product names in the show notes for you. Um, Please make sure you subscribe. Leave us a review. We love that. We, we love want hearing from you guys. Yeah, and if you want to email us, you can do that too. It's um, getlippy at beautycrew.com.au or come visit us in our Facebook group, Get Lippy Podcast. Make sure you tell your friends, tell your mum, just tell everyone you know, really. But um, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.